captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey everybody, it's Chappelle and I'm here today to host NGOG. I heard this was a like, like anti-Gentile podcast, but somehow I've made it here. Very, I'm very much a Southern Baptist, but uh, <laughs> with me today, with me today is the, what is it? The titular new girl, uh, Allie Lasher and the oldest guy, Akiva Winokur. Mm. How was that? I have a lot. That's a lot to unpack. We could do the whole podcast. I like that everyone, everyone just say what religion they are when they start the podcast. That's important. (laughs) And then anti-Gentile. Are we anti-Gentile? God forbid. I think the first season y'all were. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's what happened. No, there was a glass ceiling where nobody, no, like I would look, am I the first Southern Baptist on here? Like, (laughs) I think I just broke the glass ceiling, but there was a while where I was like, I really think I'm going to be the first one three seasons in, but luckily I'm here now. How many Southern Baptists are there in the RHAP podcaster community? That's a good question. I'd probably, I'd probably argue maybe like, like one. It's probably just me. Well, how many people are from <laughs> are, are like Southern anything? We'll make it interesting yeah. to Akiva. What's the over under on? <laughs> we'll make it sports betting. <laughs> one and a it's half. Like one point, one point five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Chappelle, it's good to hear your voice. It's been a long time. I know we haven't talked. I, I hear your voice, Akiva, because I've been checking out some of your other stuff, uh, 32 mm-hmm. fans, you know, because I try to keep up with the football stuff. But, yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten into um, to talking to Allie last year in a very long time, so I'm excited. Well, yeah, this, this podcast not is for like, lack of trying. We almost <laughs> – this was like on the schedule for about six weeks ago, and then we, you know, we, we didn't record the episode before this for a while, so it took a while to get this out. And I'm excited all three of us could be in the same room at the same time. Well, we're yeah. definitely not in the same room. We we're should not have even lied and in the said same we were together. Countries. That would be funny. No, we're That'd in the funny. same room. All the haters are going to be <laughs> mad. Um, mm-hmm. But but yes, I, I am happy to be here. But I have to say, you know, I like other episodes, too. I could have come on before this, y'all. Didn't you pick this episode? Yes, but I like other episodes, too. <laughs> like, you know, like I said, I want this episode. But other episodes would be nice. But I, I'm happy. The suspense built up. And now I feel like I'm ready. Uh, You know, Akiva has been keyed up for this episode both because it's the only thing he knew i think well he lies about being spoiled but it's the only thing he admitted to about oh knowing God. is that prince was on an episode um mm. but also that and he, he would said it was the Chappelle. worst episode he said it was the worst episode on one of the podcasts and i was thinking i was like punching the air like what are you talking about you can't call it the worst episode if you've never even seen it i didn't say it was the worst episode you i said think you heard it was the worst episode and i think well, i think ali's i think ali had said like it wasn't no. so special is really what i said no no no, no, no. you thought it was so locked in you were like the synergy of doing it during the Super Bowl week, yes, which would have been fine, be cool. would have been so important. And I was like, it's not related to the Super Bowl. Not at all. But so, yeah, the Super Bowl is not mentioned. That's true. Yeah. But Akiva does point out the good stat that this is what the highest rated episode because all the Super Bowl watchers came in and, and watched by, it. Is that correct? By Akiva? a factor of like eight, Chappelle, because it, the, the episode before is like three million and change. This is 26. And the next one drops like to under three. And I know having just worked on something that aired after the Super Bowl and everyone was like, <laughs> well, last week, not that many people watched yesterday, not that many people watched the Olympics. And like today, everyone's watching bobsled. I bet they'll stay for tomorrow. And like, well, spoiler, you could Google what happened. But the, mm-hmm. the like, so it is funny because I think Fox gives them this spot, right? Fox gives New Girl the spot. And um, I read a lot, honestly, about like th- about how this worked. I don't know if uh, if you read it, but like. 
Prince backs out of the episode four days beforehand because uh, we could we could talk about it because it really relates to what happens at the end of the episode. But Prince essentially backs out and they have to rewrite the whole episode. It seemed like a whole ordeal just to get this just to to get this episode to happen. But I do this is like as big of an episode I assume, and I'm not spoiled, Ali, as New Girl ever does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my this guess. This is the biggest one. This is the biggest one, and this will this this is great because I'm, I'm excited. I'm a Prince stan, but I didn't know the behind the scenes of what happened with the episode, so I'm very excited to hear that from you to uh, to learn what I might have missed because I've seen this episode maybe 25 times, but I never like Googled to find out you know how they got Prince to do this. He's notoriously very private, but yes. also like what happened you know to where they would have to rewrite the script. I I don't know any of that. Well, let's let's take a step back, um, Chappelle, because we established that you chose this episode and now you've established that you watched it a million times. Mm-hmm. Is that because of a affinity for Prince? Are you a huge new girl fan? Like take us, take us through that. In the real time, I was a big new girl fan. I was watching, I remember watching the first couple of episodes and I was really drawn to the characters and um, coach specifically, but then coach leaves and I was like, well, wh- where do you go? You know? And so I was very sad about that. And then Winston Did came. Did you follow him like, to happy endings? I did. I actually followed him to Happy Endings. That's my mm-hmm. origin story. And I, I watched uh, Happy Endings um, pretty pretty consistently. I think I got to, like, maybe the middle of the second season, and I was like, okay, I'm good here. Uh, but also, Coach had come back, you know? So uh, I was able to uh, watch Damon Wayans Jr. on other on other platforms as well. Um, but that's what got me here. I had watched the first couple episodes, and I really thought, like, they're very funny, but Coach is hilarious. Um, but then... It took a minute for Winston to grow on me. I'm not going to lie. And so this episode, I really like it because, one, it has all of the four, you know, main guys uh, of the main or the main cast in it, you know, as well, as well as CeCe and Jess. And it doesn't like, it's almost like a bottle episode. Like It takes place in multiple places, but it doesn't really uh, move the plot along any. There's some struggles with, the uh, you know, the, the L word. But aside from that, it's something that you could just sit down and watch and enjoy in the moment. And you don't have to have the rest of the storyline to enjoy it. You don't have to know what Schmidt and uh, CC's status is at the time. You don't have to know what Jess and Nick are up to. You can just sit down and enjoy it and see Prince on TV because that's always fun to watch. Which does make it the sort of perfect Super Bowl episode for exactly mm-hmm. the reasons you just said, which is you can sort of just jump in and you're not missing any major detail. A lot of the que- – we got a record number of questions, just like they got a record number of viewers for this episode. We got a record number of questions. A lot of the questions were sort of how does this compare to other sitcoms where saying I love you is an accident or is a big deal or whatever. Like – the fact that this is sort of a classic sitcom trope doesn't bother me in the slightest. And in fact, it's extremely smart for a Super Bowl episode where the goal is to keep people's interests and not rely on you understanding the background of the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so Akiva is probably the the real television expert here. Akiva, could you tell us? Generous. Like, do you? Yeah, yeah, I'm being very generous. Uh, but could you tell us about like other, um, uh, what is it, like big big famous a sitcom or a television moments where someone accidentally says I love you. I do think like the 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 idea of like not being able to say I love you. I think Fonzie right couldn't say on happy days couldn't say love you. He would like faint if he was like start saying it, I think, right? He would mm-hmm. be like Lola and he would faint. Uh <laughs> and I and I do think it becomes like a trope in the 80s and 90s. And we by the way, we talk about fainting as a trope also and that happens in this episode I think more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, that, that, but, but it also is it, it real life. Like, like my wife had a, had a friend once who, uh, was dating a guy and he wouldn't, 
when she would discuss marriage, he wouldn't even be able to say the word marriage. He would say getting emmed. Oh, <laughs> Is that man married right now? Not to her. In uh, fairness, was he 19 when this was happening? No, he was like 25. Mm, okay, still kind of forgivable. Um, all right, well, let's let's just set the stage here. Season 3, episode 14, Prince. It originally aired February 2nd, 2014, after Super Bowl... XLV three. <laughs> I could <laughs> give me a second. I could maybe get there. By the um, way, another pro- another 40, problem. Forty eight. Is that forty eight? Ten ten less than L. Just fifty <laughs> plus. Yeah, because this year was fifty six. Yes. And that's the, the Seahawks versus the Broncos. Well, that was a big problem with this episode. For for uh, you know, you're Olympi- a big problem with this episode. Elizabeth, oh my God. Elizabeth <laughs> Meadow, Meriwether and crew. This is Chappelle, the worst Super Bowl or the least competitive Super Bowl really of the last zillion years. It was the forty three to eight. Uh, the forty-three to eight Seahawks. So they flush their money straight down the toilet. I mean, it's, you know, they could have had you know probably fifty percent more people watching the the. Is that true? How does it compare? Like, does it? How does it compare to the other Super Bowl episodes of more competitive years? I don't. I don't know. I. I it just seems logical to me. I know that I left my Super Bowl party in the fourth quarter because the game was so bad. Like, I, it mm. seems logical to me that like people would have more people would show off the screen in the absolute disastrous game that was over by halftime. Than in a closed Super Bowl, well, or maybe it's one of those things where everybody's already here. Maybe we didn't leave the party, but like it's possible now that like we finally have something to watch. It's like, well, do y'all mm-hmm. want to just sit around and watch New Girl? True, and it's, it's like, possible. Sh- <laughs> it's like, sure, I guess we'll do. Maybe it. everyone was uh, home already for New Girl. Like they they like got home already. Like, all right, let's see what's on TV. Okay, New Girl. Right. What was uh, the 2011 Super Bowl? Because um, that's the one that was uh, I think the episode of Glee premiered. Uh, yeah. Well, wait, Chappelle, there's right a big after. controversy. Don't jump in here, Kiwi. Oh, okay. But there's a controversy. So when you say the 2011 Super Bowl, what do you mean? February 6, 2011. <laughs> Thank you. Mm, okay. Because okay. yeah. <laughs> some people technically, might say... Technically, that's the 2010 season. That's Thank the you. All right, season. so we're I both right. Allie and I the were... Act, yes. The actual date. No, yes. I think everything you said is right. Allie and I are we're on the same page. <laughs> it sounds like I, we're not on the same page, <laughs> but I just kind of uh, split the difference in the middle. Yes. Okay, but back to what you were saying. Yeah, the Glee episode premieres on that day, and I believe that is the Steelers and the Packers, which I was at that Super Bowl, uh, but... Uh, so I wasn't at home to watch uh, Glee right after. But I wonder what the ratings were like for that Glee episode because it comes on right after that. Or at least from what I can remember, I think it's that 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 Super Bowl. Well, I did I, I did a whole um, uh, podcast, like a, a fun idea that maybe was a little crazy. Of, you um, never. Um, <laughs> with Mike Bloom and Jordan Parhar, where we watched like a million different episodes of shows that aired after the Super Bowl. This is like an old RHAP Rehab mm-hmm. episode. Um, I think Rob uh, said afterwards he hated it. He uh, buried it, yeah. <laughs> no, he, he did like that episode, but but I but we we went back and we had watched a lot of them. Uh, so the Glee episode, yeah, tw- uh, February uh, 6, 2011, 26 million. The next year they premiered The Voice. It wasn't, I don't think, the series premiere. Mm. Thirty-seven million. But the all-time <laughs> champion, the all-time champion was. Um, Undercover boss. <laughs> oh my gosh! Undercover boss. I see why Rob hated this. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's <laughs> let's explain. So Chappelle, you didn't know the background of Prince being on the show, but what's really fascinating to me about this guest spot is Prince reached out to New Girl. So this comes from IMDb. I knew this before. I also watched uh, Zooey on Jimmy Kimmel explaining this. Uh, pretty much any time the New Girl cast gets together, this is discussed. Um, 
But here's some facts around IMDb. The episode is the sole television acting role of Prince, as well as his sole acting role outside of his own film projects. Prince had been known for regularly turning down all acting requests. This episode was conceived after Prince reached out to the producers and offered to guest star. Being a fan of the show, prior to his guest appearance, Prince told Zooey Deschanel that New Girl was the only television show he watched. And Zoe, Zooey on Kimmel said that she directly got an email or she was one of the first people to see the email that got sent uh, from Prince's manager. And she was like, it just seemed too Prince to be true. And she gives an example. It's like, uh, hi, I'm the manager of world famous, like icon, music icon Prince. And they didn't believe it at first. And then they vetted it. And it turns out he just was a fan of the show. Uh, so he didn't need the Super Bowl time slot to uh, get brought into New Girl. He was here the whole time. Akiva, does it make sense to you seeing exactly as much New Girl as Prince has seen, uh, a few, a little bit more? Uh, would you have written to New Girl <laughs> to to want to be on, or are you just surprised that this is how this came about? I, to me, the, it's a little shady. We'll never know the answers to some of these questions at this point. But Elizabeth Merriweather, I read the article she wrote. I think there's a little bit of skepticism that he was even a big fan of the show, to be honest. Mm. I, so, I, I, so I know he think... reaches out, but yeah, what uh, first? What, here's the thing. One of my like underlying principles in life is that every story any person in Hollywood tells is a huge lie, told to, like <laughs> their advantage, which I think has proven to be true many, many times. So, like, you ha- it's similar to when someone goes on Survivor and you have to like take their story with like a hundred grains of salt. Like, that's just how they remember it, and also trying to paint yourself in a positive light. Like, to me, is it possible that like New Girl was given? the post-Super Bowl slot. You'd have to assume that they had at least discussed a plan for a post-Super Bowl episode before they handed them this, like, incredibly uh, prime piece of real estate. By the way, Survivor of the Australian Outback was number one, not Undercover Boss. Uh, Correction. And to me, like, it seems like one of these Hollywood fabrication stories. But let's say say Prince does reach out, and who knows what the timeline is. I don't know. Why would they reach out to Prince? You know what I mean? Like... What an insane right, thing but it's to insane think he can that do. it's insane that Prince reached out to. But that to me is Equally so insane. insane that it could happen, right? <laughs> like, like the star, of, like right. a, a mega, mega, mega star enjoying your program to me is more likely than Elizabeth Merriweather is like, you know what? Let's shoot our shot at Prince but and then like people, lie but, about it forever. But they're right. saying Super Bowl, like, hey, thirty. But here's the thing: Prince is promoting his single on in front of you know twenty six million people. That's not his single. He like wrote that for the show. I thought. No, I. It's believe like it's, never been on an album. I, I believe he was like trying to drop a, a, a song in there because it's a new song. I think that's what he's doing. Because otherwise, why are they playing a new Prince song in the episode when they could easily play any? Classic oh, I'm wrong. Song? It was really. It was. Yeah. It was on an. No, album, it was a but, single. Yeah. Yeah. So was, like to me, uh, uh, there has to be some, and it's his manager doing it. Maybe his manager is a but big he new could girl reach fan. out to any sitcom in the world. But there's only right. one sitcom that, like, the sitcom that has the most reach in that year is New Girl in this one episode. Right okay, before I turn it to Chappelle to, to, to decide, to be the, mm-hmm. the millennial judge here, mm-hmm. why, Keeve, do they have to lie and everybody involved in the show <laughs> and the setup has said that Prince reached out as a fan? What is cheapened if they say, we are such huge Prince fans and we were like, let's just try it? 
and he said yes and we couldn't believe it what nicest guy in the world yeah, like so what the- is added by this fake story <laughs> i have to all right so we'll show. explain lying to an attorney here like the, i think the, i think like <laughs> no honestly, but what is added if you want to lie saying, add, add motive, value i, what is I understand <laughs> yeah it, the lie starts from the top one person whether it's oh so one person lies (laughs) so one person lies elizabeth merriweather or whoever is at the top at fox and then that lie gets passed down zooey is not zooey is not in the room getting this email But why stop right there stop right there why is that person lying what is the motivation they hyping up their show they're like hey you ever watch big brother don't they lie doesn't like the producer (laughs) big brother lie when she wakes up in the morning I'm asking you specifically to this. I'm not asking you why anybody is motivated to lie. No, but I'm, I'm saying, saying showrunners lie more than almost anybody okay, else. Okay, we've heard enough, yeah. Chappelle. <laughs> you decide. I, well, for the most part, Ali, I do agree with you. With the like, the the, it's more likely that Prince did reach out and just be like, you know, I really like the show. However, Akiva makes a good point that if I wanted to hype up my crew and the actors and you know it's the super bowl performance we got a super bowl episode coming up hey y'all prince is a big fan and now everybody's excited to meet prince everybody's like really hyped for the performance they want they really want to get into it so it's like you kind of just tell a little white lie that like yeah i heard that prince reached out when in reality we've begged prince to come out of hiding because he doesn't do that i remember when prince got on twitter it was like the best day of my life and Mm -hmm. he didn't even tweet that much you know and so i can imagine him just casually saying like i heard that prince reached out um so i don't know why perpetuating the lie would be such a big deal to the entire cast but if they don't know it's a lie then i think i'm exactly. I, i'm okay with they it they tell it with such vivid detail though they right? really so do they're actors their the job is to pretend no, no, okay let me let me understand I think they just, they mom just and feel pop's it, really. plan okay was to come <laughs> yeah. in and and get people who have regular work right get <laughs> actors and crew members who have regular consistent work in a hit television show hyped to air on the soup after the Super Bowl, the most one of the most coveted spots in television history, by saying that an, an unbelievable mega musician likes their show. Because if not, they wouldn't have been hyped for that. And they wouldn't have been hyped to meet said unbelievable pop star, right? That's that's insane. They don't need to say Prince likes the show in order to get people excited to meet Prince. That's true. But you guys are you know my best oh, no. audience people who believe insane things so you know what that's <laughs> no no i agree with you that it's more likely that prince did it but if you told me that this was a lie i wouldn't be like absolutely not okay. you know yeah uh, i'm willing to i'm know. willing to hear both sides but i i just i want a healthy degree of skepticism on i also don't understand why has anyone no one said that's untrue at this point you know what Here's i mean what it's I, like the yeah. layers and layers of mm-hmm. interviews and articles it's not even like i like what Chappelle said truly also i don't even care about this but now i'm like getting out <laughs> i care a lot like Chappelle, <laughs> Chappelle makes a good point that it's like it starts with someone just being like hey i heard prince reached out like i could say that as like a gag mm-hmm. and then it snowballs and like it becomes this like legend but like multiple people are doing like journalism interviews about this and checking <laughs> there's no, sources there's no celebrity like, journals no no entertainment wrong, weekly doesn't wrong, check that's sources. wrong that is wrong entertainment weekly it has Vulture? fact checkers wrong no wrong. yes they don't <laughs> yes it, yes 2022 maybe wrong. maybe the new yorker wrong. maybe in 1990 no, so mind. long you're, to get on this podcast this is great i love <laughs> Wait, you I've, i can i just say one thing if elizabeth met oh you, no who's got this is the last thing no no but this last thing, the entire podcast, the rest you sit here silently. Please. And uh, but quiz me, make sure I'm listening because people say I'm not yeah. listening. Elizabeth Merriweather. And I think she's got a new, I think she's the uh, showrunner of some new show right now. If you're out there and you're listening, EM, 
Yeah, right. If <laughs> you have proof that Prince emailed you, show us the emails. Where are her emails, Elizabeth Meadowweather? I want to know. I, you could prove this in two seconds. I want. Nobody's I want questioning proof. it. Nobody but you is even questioning it. It's true. It's true. We have to. Right. We have to. Like, Akiva. And you've not presented one. I, well, I start, I'm starting to emphasize a little evidence, bit. Like, yeah. Except that you've said everybody lies. Where are her emails? <laughs> yeah, where are the emails? Listen, Akiva, if she decides to expose this ridiculous lie to on, yeah. to you and only you because they to listen me. to this podcast, yes. I would lose it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even discussed this episode. All right, let's get into it. We're skipping the digest, Keeve, because like okay. that was the digest. We That was a big digest, yeah. All right, um... This is pretty funny. So the opening scene's like a little weird because boy, the boys are watching football despite the fact that it's not connected to the Super Bowl. Producer Kelly always, you know, talk about healthy skepticism. Kelly actually like has reasoning where she says, so was the first scene with just the four guys talking about women's underwear, the secret to drawing in the Super Bowl crowd? Panties. <laughs> yeah. I, don't think, I don't think men want to hear that word. I, I Panties? Think was, yeah. Pui is gonna clip you saying that and just like play it all like rom, bu, 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 panties, bu, 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 panties. Yeah. Do I say panties? Panties. Because I'm black. I told you I've seen this episode way too many times. I did not rewatch it for this. I rewatched it because it, it was Tuesday. I rewatched it because it was Tuesday. I didn't watch it for this. <laughs> oh, I do like the idea of a designated panty mover panties. in the apartment in the loft. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I guess I've 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 never like had like five roommates, you know, to where like somebody had to mm-hmm. like actually have an assigned person to to do this. It's not like why don't you just move your own stuff? The funniest part, I guess, is that it the panties don't belong to Jess. So it, yeah. whose panties are these? Who I would say someone of coaches. Mm. Someone of, is that how you talk? <laughs> like <laughs> some someone of coaches. Well, someone of coaches. Like a woman belonging to coach. <laughs> Are we assuming that Schmidt's still like on a on a cold streak and it can't be? His? I'm not. I mean, yeah. I just think coach seems more consistent to me. Yeah, coach probably is more consistent. Uh, I think Schmidt was on a cold streak, and then Winston automatically assumes that they're Jesses, so it, it probably points to probably mm-hmm. points to coach. You know, so okay, that makes sense. Keith, do you think this is a reveal that Nick is cheating on Jess? Ooh, ooh, this would be that would be something. Um, that's no, why he said I, the L word. I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> out of guilt. I do yeah, not. Think yeah, so. you got you got to catch her off guard. Love bomb, boom. You know, <laughs> just. Keep her on her toes. <laughs> I don't think Chappelle, the toxicity. <laughs> it's the toxicity for me. <laughs> it's what I bring. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, Chappelle, candidly, Chappelle is the only person I can ask for, uh, like, relationship advice who will just, like, tell you the truth. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. here's, here's what a terrible man is thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, As a terrible man, I can speak to this no, confidently. You know what? No, it's underrated. <laughs> you should not be dragged for this. This is a celebration because mm-hmm. so many men, like, think they're the good ones. But the good ones really are the ones giving the inside track to women. Which is you. Yeah. You're an ally. I'm, I am an ally. <laughs> someone some would call, call him a narc. No, this is Women's History Month. I am an ally. Yeah, this, is women's history. <laughs> this is Women's History by Chappelle. <laughs> um, wow, that was really beautiful and profound. Um, all right, so the only thing that could distract Jess from the horrifying sight of four men 
using like what a, pu- a pool cue to like pull her underwear out of the dryer uh, is the fact that they almost got run over by a car and the woman in LA who felt so terribly for barely almost hitting them with a car is going to send a limo and invite them to Prince's party. Chappelle, help us buy into this. I would have dove in front of the car if I knew it was Prince's, like somebody who could invite me to Prince's party. Are you serious? But like, what's more believable? The story about Prince reaching out or this, <laughs> you know, like Jess comes home and tells you this. And are you skeptical thinking, Jess, did you, did Cece email somebody like as a model, did she have a connection to get you into this party or did Prince's manager really almost run you over? Like people lie, don't they? Okay. What's the truth? Question directly to you. <laughs> <laughs> directly to you yeah i don't think anybody believes this uh, the whole the whole, beginning <laughs> of the, the whole pre-party thing just seems very like out of character for the show and very forced and is like i, I do think because she's such I know that they wouldn't have reached out to prince because it was so forced that they had to make a quick uh well, he, plot line on the fly drops, so huh? prince drops huh? out of the episode because he doesn't like the ending because he's not involved in the ending that's what elizabeth Mer- merriweather says and mm-hmm. to me, it's like, and they had to rewrite a lot of the episode, like, immediately before filming. So I do think that's why some of this is haphazard. Okay. All right. Makes sense. I mean, those in haphazard podcasts shouldn't throw stones. Like, I don't oh my know. Gosh. We, no, we sure. had NGOG or in any positions. Well, I mean, they had a budget of millions of dollars for this episode. I don't know what our budget is, but it's, I guess. It's I mean, whatever. our budget is limitless considering we have no fees. Like, right. Well, we I, no you pay for this uh, cast thing, right? Yeah, and I, I pay $10 a month for the podcast. Plus the $1 <laughs> I put in for a lot the of rights people to the joining, jar. A lot of people joining um, the 32 Fans Patreon as an Alley supporter recently. And I'll say it's women supporting women. It's well, they never sent it to me. I haven't gotten those cards. Speaking of which, let's just do a, a plug in the middle of this episode. Um, mm-hmm. My brother, Rob Lauscher, was mm-hmm. on uh, doing a NBA jersey yes. bracket. Mm-hmm. And I think that should be dropped in main feed. We'll Let drop people... in the main feed. And I think my brother gonna... was so cute. He had the best time. He loved it. He had so he much great. fun. He put so he much really work into stuff. it. He really yeah. knew his stuff. He really knew his stuff. I was like, cute. The streets are saying that he was good. Like, he knew it all. That's what Which I heard. streets? He... Ask me. Send it to me because he wants me to send him feedback, and there is no feedback. <laughs> oh, there's feedback, you know. But well, it's okay. I, we'll, we'll have to get it to him. Um, and, was, and I think uh, we'll do another one. We'll do an NFL one, one with him. He was like, yes. when will it drop on Spotify? And I was like, uh, right now it's like behind a paywall. I honestly <laughs> couldn't tell you if any of my podcasts are or not on Spotify. Okay, but you don't care. The different my brother cares. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm curious <laughs> if I have a podcast on Spotify. I don't think RHP right. stuff is on Spotify. So if you want to get around the patron paywall, let me know and I'll send you the YouTube link that I have. <laughs> or become a patron. Serious. Just become a patron. Chappelle, I'll send it to you right now. Okay, cool. Send it to me. I dropped my phone. Okay, we're moving on. (laughs) So regardless, we're just going to suspend our disbelief, both that Prince reached out and that these women are getting invited to the party. Um, I did love when Jess is getting ready and Winston's like, what do you have, an open toe? (laughs) They do a really good job of giving, like, the four men. At this point, they're sort of like peanut gallery, the four of them in this part of the story. I feel like they, they do a really good job of giving each of them, like, the one-liners that actually are true to their characters and not mm-hmm. just, like, this mass of quote-unquote men, if that yeah. makes any sense at all. They they have their own certain personalities and takes on each on the situation, um, even though they're all in the same room. Like, it's not like they're all echoing each other. Um, because, of course, that's a very Winston thing to say. And even Jess asking, like, which shoes she should wear. First of all, if I'm going to a party and Prince is there, 
Like, that's the only question I'm asking. Like, which shoes should I wear to the party? I have, like, all my Jordans lined up. I have to know. And so this felt so close to home. But thank You know in your head what you would wear to Prince's party? Which shoes? I I wouldn't make it. I would cry. Like, that, that's another reason why I watched this episode. I am a Prince stan. I think he's amazing or was amazing or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. I wouldn't have made it. I would have just, I probably would have just passed out from the mm-hmm. anticipation. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, don't, don't ask me that. I'm about to freak out now. Don't do, do that. Do we know if Prince had LA parties or was it just Minnesota? Yeah, like, I don't think was, he was had he an LA, LA parties. Guy? Well, they, apparently, so. according to IMDb, the license plate of the car that almost hits them is a Minnesota license plate. Yeah. Okay. So I, there's I mean, some attention to detail. Is the party in Minnesota? No, but just they maybe he drove. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Producer Kelly, while you're freaking out, Chappelle, Producer Kelly wants to know your fr- your three favorite Prince songs, other than Purple Rain, but I won't restrict oh. you. I mean, I don't know if Purple Rain is in my in my top five, you mm-hmm. know, Um so I, I like, uh, uh, well, of course, I love when, when Doves Cry, of course. Like, that's a good one. I Want to Be Your Lover. I like, I like you know, the Sinead O'Connor song, uh, uh, Nothing Compares to You? Mm-hmm. The Prince version? So much better. Um, I like... <laughs> Shade. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I also like, um, what is it? How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore? Um, I like guitar. I could just list this forever. And it, I really, Thieves in the Temple... That um, I, what is that? Nineteen ninety? Yeah, I love all of that. So, you could get me listing Prince songs forever. I remember when Prince passed away, I left work. Like I was oh. like, I'm leaving, and it it, it was it was really weird because I come out of my <laughs> office and there, you know, like how waiting rooms have like a little TV, and it was like Prince died, and I asked the, the receptionist, said, uh, "Ma'am, uh, which Prince died?" And she was like, "What do you mean?" I said, "The Prince of what?" And she said, "Prince oh. is it of Wales?" No. And she said, "No." I said. Oh, and I just stood there, and some student was like, who is Prince? And I was like, I have to go. I have to leave, because <laughs> otherwise I probably would have cussed the student out. Um, so, yeah, it was a hard day for me. Uh, but, yeah, I love a lot of Prince songs. The, probably the best guitarist who ever lived. Don't at me. Allie, uh, do you have, that's a great oh. story. Allie, Allie, do you have a celebrity who you would have a hard time working the rest of the day if they died? I don't know. <laughs> like not I mean I think I think what is hard for me because I'm self-absorbed is more like the people who are more like our contemporaries like as you start as you start getting older and the people who, who is, start dying are people that you really know world. No, no I meant like people <laughs> like of our Duff died similar like, cover bid like our age or and there just would like be a season two of how I met your father don't put that into you the, know what it down. but you know what I'm okay but you know what I'm yes. saying it's just like yes. People that like aren't a thousand years old when they die, it's like, yep, oh my yep, god, yep, yep. okay. But I don't. You, we've discussed this. Like, I don't really feel that that connected to celebrities, such that I would like tweet about it or whatever. But that's because, I mean, me, yeah, I don't really have that deep of a connection to to a lot of musicians. Uh, I, but I can I understand a, people's connections, particularly yeah. to musicians. Mm-hmm. A crazy mm-hmm. joke I almost made, but decided not to make. Someone, <laughs> and this is a whole story we don't have to get into now. Someone made a Chappelle. group chat. Listen, <laughs> someone, made, someone made a group chat of my high school grade, which is very small. We graduated about mid-30s. Um, like this week, after like nobody had spoken to each other in 20 years. <laughs> uh, it's a whole story why it was made this week, kind of a cynical reason. But anyway, um, I did want to like, I was going to post. Uh, first, I wanted to post like, hey, can everyone post their, um, uh, like what they're doing? Because people are like, what are you doing now? Where do you live? So I wanted like everyone write their age, uh, like, you know, if they're married or whatever. Where ASL? Do they live? And, and net worth, please. 
Because I was curious, like, how <laughs> people were doing. <laughs> I wanted net worth. But but then but I was I oh, then I was like But then you'd thinking, have to answer it. Of course nobody has Ooh. to answer anything. No, but you and, would have to answer it if you're gonna ask it. Oh right, yeah. you I mean, need if to everyone else off. is dropping their net worth, I'll drop my net worth. No, you need to I, lead I don't off. know what it is. I just have to oh I have to lead off. Yeah, I mean you can't just ask people without starting. You have to like hey, ASL in mm-hmm. and, and you start and then people yeah. follow suit. I do have four laptops. I don't know what that adds to my net worth. Um, mm. uh, <laughs> um use laptops? I feel like that's <laughs> probably not so much right 30 bucks because i had one and then and then my work bought me one at nbc gave me one and then um and then i i had bought one like two days before both those things happened so i went from one to four mm. laptops very quickly anyway yeah um it's like you going to, with kids yeah exactly. <laughs> one to four kids very quickly um it might be a new laptop on them um and again I, no wait i said so i wanted to say in the group like it's kind of crazy none of us have died right and then I didn't post Jeez. it because I felt like that would have been really bad. bad right, especially you. when somebody doesn't respond. They're like, oh, yeah, that person died. <laughs> <laughs> well, we started this group chat after we left the funeral. <laughs> you, you didn't get the you emails? After that person, like RIP, you know, uh, Sammy or whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh and, but Ali, to be clear, I didn't leave because I have this huge connection to Prince. I, I was very sad, but I'm more left because I couldn't deal with students asking me who Prince was. It was going Got to it. make me want to fight someone. And so I left work to go watch Prince videos and, you know, watch CNN talk about him. But also so I could get away from that kid who asked me who is Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it uh, all. It would have been understandable myself. if you left because you were sad, but it's also extremely understandable to leave <laughs> because you don't want to be bothered. I respect exactly. the hell out of that. <laughs> And for the, that reason, thanks so much for being here. I'm gonna go. No, I'm um, um, go they say they say like there's this is like a very weird made up trope. They're like there's oh, for every person in their life there's one party that changes everything. Is mm. this true? Because I'm not a party person. I get the the energy of this is extremely high school or college. I actually have a friend who's a dear friend of mine from law school who was like when we leave law school and go. F- to new york like i'm gonna upgrade all of my friends i was like all right good luck like still friends with everyone but like (laughs) i i can it's never been my energy but i think it's also strange for this to be like a 30 plus year old man in la with no like life change happening but given that he kind of nuked two like loves of his life in one minute like let's not forget where schmidt's been Mm -hmm. i can kind of i know who that guy is who's like I'm going to use this as, like, my renaissance. Like, I'm coming out. I'm going to upgrade my life right now. Chappelle, yeah. have you ever had a, a party it's like It's like this? how Chappelle's viewing know-it-alls in May, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Again, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, no, I, um, I've never had a party that changed my life, but I definitely understand what Schmidt's going through here mm-hmm. because, you know, like, you're in a situation where you live with basically four people, you're you're thirty something years old. You're yeah. not you're not you're going through a dry spell. You haven't really found this could you, be rock you know, bottom for him, right? You know, in a if we know Schmidt, so we know this is rock bottom for him. He judges himself when he wakes up in the morning and sees Winston sitting on the couch. He's like, what is, what had happened to me? And so yeah, I can definitely understand being in the same building as Prince and thinking this could be the day where I just this where somebody will realize how cool I am and that I should be amongst them and uh, be rubbing elbows with the fancy people because if for some reason I'm able to make my way to that Prince party I'm thinking I'm never leaving like how do I become friends with Prince so that he'll let me live here on the couch you know or move into the mm-hmm. Minnesota house or become his like person who holds his umbrella like so I get it I, I definitely understand I would have they would have had to pry me out of Prince's home um, even though they weren't at Prince's home 
Well, here's an incredible question. Chloe G says, why is Schmidt the only one trying to network at this party when CeCe's career is dependent on getting modeling jobs? Well, she at the end of the mo- at the end of the episode, she does hang around, but mm-hmm. I don't think beating mm-hmm. Prince at ping pong is going to get you any uh, work. I don't think he ty- he likes to lose. Okay, jumping ahead to that because this is sort of disconnected from the rest of the episode. Are we supposed to understand that uh, to quote for the love of Ray J, CC smashed smashed a homie, or was that <laughs> vibe of him walking off like a friendly vibe? No, no, no. He walked off because he was sick of her because she beat him. I don't think that she smashes the homie if she beats him at ping pong. Prince does you not seem like the type who can take after, that L. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The the if, if she lets him win, then I feel like, yes, there is a possibility there. The but if you beat Prince, ego on you. This is Prince, okay? Like, is Prince, it Prince? Like, is it this Prince? Is, this is, is Chappelle. Prince? This is, is Prince it? Chappelle of the House Petty. Which Prince? Uh, don't beat me at ping pong. <laughs> I but, yeah. yeah, but you know, Prince, a lot of these stories like the ping pong, you know, those are real stories from Prince's life. He's uh, like a very big ping pong guy. Mm-hmm. He's talked a lot pancakes. of trash about, about, yeah, pancakes as well, basketball. It doesn't really come up here. But uh, Prince uh, definitely like has talked trash about Michael, uh, Michael Jackson's ping pong skills in the past. So I was happy that they kind of um, made some of this story align with some things that we actually know about Prince. Yeah, we got it. Go ahead. Sorry, Keith. No, I had a joke here. Allie, are you willing to edit on this podcast? Oh, my gosh. I already have to. Yeah, go ahead. No, because I wrote in my notes, it said, uh, one party that changes everything. I said, for some of the guys Allie dates, that party is the Republican Party. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who are you even talking about? I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I'm just writing jokes (laughs) in my notes. And now Wait. Allie's taken aback. She's like, excuse I'm, me. I'm trying to understand that. So you're saying, actually, am I on the right side of history there? You're saying that I, in, theoretically, in your joke world, have dated all of these men, and then they reveal themselves to be Republican, and I break up with them. Or you're uh, saying, I'm a Republican, and they break up with me? The first one, the former, the former. I don't know that the joke really works. It but doesn't really. In my notes, it made me laugh. Though, it's still funny. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it funny? It's very funny. <laughs> Okay. Is it possible Prince wouldn't know what finger guns was? That's my next question. I did love oh, 100%. that. No, and I agree. I, I, yeah. I think that would be great. Um, Shelby says, does Akiva think Ali has ever given finger guns to a date? Let's at least set this up for a second that, like, the main issue in this episode is that Je- Nick slips an I love you past the goalie, mm-hmm. uh, an, uh, an unauthorized I love you, and Jess gives finger guns as the limo pulls away. Ooh. And Allie has definitely 100% given finger guns before. I thought you were going to say Allie's done a lot of unrequited I love yous. No, unrequited finger guns, probably. Unrequited finger guns. <laughs> yes. Allie, are you more likely to be on the Nick side here or the Jess side? What do you think? Am I more likely to be on the Nick side <laughs> or the Jess side? I think, I, think you're the, I think you're the Jess side. Yeah, I yeah. mean, imagine me telling anyone how I feel. Disgusting. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the toxicity. I I brought, let's bring this energy. (laughs) Please recall how I met a relative of a beloved podcast person in our our life. And I like wouldn't even admit to that person that I was The word beloved is doing so much work right now. (laughs) Oh my God. I thought podcast was doing the heavy lifting. (laughs) (laughs) That's the hardest I've ever heard to keep a laugh. (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to make it um anonymous (laughs) well that helped (laughs) 
<laughs> podcast is a strong word here. <laughs> I think Akiva might be dead. Uh, <laughs> I, I Don't tell the group chat. You can't even what? I'm trying to get control of my yarmulke. Like, fell off. <laughs> 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 Moves yarmulke to the left. My for a <laughs> oh, I'm my God. I'm trying to get control of my yarmulke. <laughs> that is probably the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> 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 like, I don't uh, even know. Not my yarmulke. <laughs> I was just trying to tell a story. I don't even know how that got out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, meanwhile, freaking Chappelle has to go in 28 minutes. We haven't even scratched the service. Eh, I might be able to. Let's just keep talking. I bet they had a meeting. <laughs> they definitely had a meeting, like the producers, maybe the writers, like, we need big time LA celebrities for this episode that Prince mm-hmm. is in. And they got basically, other than other than some models, which like makes sense for the show, CeCe's a model, like, Clayton Kershaw is the only LA celebrity they got for this episode somehow. Well, Matt Stewart says, would you have recognized Clayton Kershaw without the intro? No, no, I'm face, I'm face blind, so I wouldn't recognize any celebrity. Was Clayton Kershaw like particularly like uh, popular at this particular time when the show was airing? Was I he like the it guy? Like, he wasn't the it guy, but he was. I mean, he was he was like the beginning of his superstardom. Mm, okay, so they got him when he was like up next. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the begin. He was very good at this point. Clayton mm. Kershaw famously. Speaking of Super Bowls, went to high school with Matthew Stafford. He was his he was his center. The oh, U okay. of of the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I had I tried to get control of my yarmulke. It's just the I'm like I actually that think we should have the podcast. That might that be was, my bio. What was the funniest part? Let's immediately recap the joke that just happened. What no, was the we don't have part? to go no, back over that, that joke. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't there's other podcasts that just spend the whole time analyzing what they do, and eh, I don't think we should do that. God, we have nothing yeah. in common, the three of us. Okay. <laughs> so, producer Kelly says, Allie and Chappelle, because I guess she assumes that uh, Akiva's <laughs> never point, had this conversation. Yeah. What's the most awkward way someone has told you I love you and or what was your most awkward response? And then Matt Stewart mm, said, question. Uh, they want the I love you story, Akiva, about Mara. So, feel free to answer. I mean, Chappelle, if you want to say the first time you said I love you to Mara, you're welcome to take that question. I haven't got to say it yet, but I mean, if given the opportunity, I'll definitely say it. I don't, we don't have to mean it. I've definitely said it before and not meant it, so it wouldn't be. I told you. What did I tell you about <laughs> the, t- the ally to women? Toxic man on the, uh, by day, ally to women by night. <laughs> like Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look. Um, I just saw the F-boy signal and I have to go. And it's me. Like, I got 28 yeah. minutes. <laughs> Is that what you're leaving for? No, 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 no. No one has told me they loved me this year. Um, but the most awkward situation is that someone told me and then I ghosted them. It's just I just feel like they told they, you to their it, face or they told no, you No, 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 no. It was like it was like a text message type situation. So I was mm-hmm. like for me, I was like, it's not very personable, but also we're not there. And so that I I, I might have blocked them. You, you know. wow and for good no no future contact after no that? no you ugh, i've told Alice this before i don't block you on all on all platforms so i like block your number because i don't want to be tempted to like respond mm-hmm. but like i might leave the facebook page open so that so okay. like, she can see that they i'm like still Instagram shining dm if they're like looking okay akiva look at the way he says like 
I just don't want to be tempted to reach uh, out. Like it's right, it's yeah. for everyone's own good that mm-hmm. he right, blocks but, your number after she says I love you. I love you. <laughs> right. But but you leave the Facebook post or Instagram post up so you can see how so well I'm doing. The so they ego, can curse you out. That on ego Facebook. gets stroked. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so I can get like the likes or like the little eyeball emojis every now and then or like the are you really not gonna text me back? Like, oh my gosh, they're getting my blood going. So so like, yeah. <laughs> It makes you feel like, like, yeah, like, yeah, that's where we are now. A lot of power in this relationship. Well, you don't just love bomb somebody. So when somebody love bombs you, I think all bets are mm-hmm. off. Okay. Is that being love bombed if someone is in love with you and says I love you, but it's too <laughs> soon for you? I don't know if that's being love bombed. Well, we don't. I, know. How was it, it been not? Like two weeks into the relationship, and then it's like it's inappropriate. Well, what was the timeline? Well, it was like a defined relationship. You know what? That's yeah, not what we're here yeah, to talk yeah. about. <laughs> defined relationship, six years, one really proposal. Like, <laughs> when I say ghost to them, I meant like I moved out. I mean moved out. Yeah. <laughs> she was paying my bills. <laughs> defined relationship. <laughs> I mean, well, no, someone's paying your bills. I <laughs> hope Chappelle, you love that. Chappelle. I'm just like, look, look, I just need a place to stay sometime. You know, maybe I'm a, I'm a good roommate. I will say that. So if you fall mm-hmm. in love with my roommate, skills, that does not I'm not giving you my keys. On the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not leaving no panties on the floor. <laughs> oh my God, I'm unwell. Okay, switching gears a bit um, mm-hmm. to my answer, which, like, I could tell answers, but I'll. I'll shifted slightly that maybe i don't know if it's relatable to the kiva this is sort of weird to me at least young when i was younger i like really like didn't say i love you to someone unless i like really meant it unlike our good friend Chappelle, ally to women i don't um, say i love you to anyone <laughs> well well listen you literally five seconds ago said you've said it when you didn't mean it oh but yeah that, well, that's such, <laughs> such to the point where when i was younger and friends like in middle school early high school were like all right bye i love you I like mm-hmm. don't say it back. Like I'm very strange same. about that. But no, same. I've got I've like grown into saying it more. But then I've had slip ups where I'm like, oh my god, I love you to like the wrong person. But mm-hmm. most people most people getting back to New Girl for a second, the way that Nick says I love you is like perfect for the episode because it's not something that he could play off as a joke like he sincerely looked at her and was like all right have a good time love you whereas like i feel like other sitcoms or more real life situations would be like oh my god i love you you're the best and it's like i obviously didn't mean that mm-hmm. i don't know what he or she thinks so yeah where I, am i I'm going with, with this i don't know straight no, I'm to hell you. I don't like platonic I love yous either. Like if like I don't like that. Like don't don't say it to me because then I'm gonna feel pressured to say it back and I'm never gonna say it back. Um like even I was uh I had FaceTimed well no, I had text Jacob Jones on his birthday, which was yesterday, and he FaceTimed me in the middle of the night and like on the on the subway with all his friends and like I don't know what the hell he was doing, honestly. I I do not care. But he's like, Oh Chappelle, Ooh. I love you so much for that and I was like, Mmm happy birthday like finger guns what about about just saying you too not like i love you too what what mm -mm. just in general saying you too it hurts i feel like i gotta mean it i feel like Mm -hmm. i mean it because if i say it and i don't mean it then it cheapens it you know yeah i i I do want to just call out that i too got a late night call from jacob jones but i got dressed down for not coming out with him so i'm glad we had the same He's bringing the same energy to, to both of us. Fortunately, I'm hundreds of miles away. <laughs> he <laughs> moved away from the state that we lived in. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about that. All right. Back to the show. Um, whose approach do you agree with, right? Nick is like, I of course I love her, but I was going to wait. So do you play the waiting game? I don't know when he was going to wait, but he was going to wait some determined amount of time. 
Winston is like, it's a numbers game. Yeah, Jonas just got to blurt it out, and sometimes you get it back. Coach's attitude, you never say it first. I'm a coach guy. You don't say it first. But if you are going to say it, you pull the Winston. You just blurt it out. You don't make it, like, ceremonious. You just kind of just say it and then just kind of look and and wait and hope. And then if you don't get the response you want, you just start laughing and say, like, I almost dropped my yarmulke. You know, like, you got to play it <laughs> off at that point. Key, what do you think? Um, uh, Akiva, this is the perfect time to give your "I love you" story about me. Fine, I will tell uh, you. Want it? Um, the first time I said it, uh, we were on a roller coaster. Did you pretend not to hear it, and then told wait, me. Wait, that it. was "I love you." Yeah. You Boom. said you lied about that story. What Speaking of everyone lies. What I said. <laughs> you said you like asked her to be your girlfriend or something. Um. How many you said I love you when you riding? asked. I think her. I did both. Wait. I think both. I think at the same time, Akiva, y'all weren't even dating. I think Allie, love bomb. Love yeah. bomb. bomb. He's well, been love bombing his wife for 20 years. <laughs> it worked. It will be reciprocated. <laughs> I'm sure she said it back once or twice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when did, like, mm. so, so when did you say it again? The George Costanza where you're like, maybe she couldn't hear me. I'm going to try to say it again. I don't, I, I think, she, I honestly, I don't remember. I Have you I said it since? <laughs> no, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's the good part. Yeah, if you say it that one time and she doesn't hear you, you just can, like, like, t- like no, I said it. I promise. I don't have to say it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no I, I think that works. I think that works. I don't remember yeah. the timeline after that, just because I'm old. <laughs> I've, I've never said it first. Not to be as oh. toxic as Chappelle, but <laughs> I mean, I've never said it first. Yeah, I just I'm just not going to. I'm sorry. Like, I just uh, uh, I can't deal with it. I'm sorry. If I say it and first, it's a problem. Something's wrong. Something's with like terribly wrong. All right, we're gonna examine that later. But we have 19 <laughs> minutes, so you explode. So let's keep going. Um, this is interesting. So I think he, we've talked about this in the past that the Ford Fusion, the Ford product placement, is like <laughs> one of the main threads throughout the entire show. JJ from NJ says, is Coach getting elated about gas mileage the best example of writing product placement into a show? You know, people said there's a lot of product placement in the show, and I hadn't noticed, like, a ton of it. But, yeah, that is a pretty good one. But for the cars specifically, it's constantly Ford product placement. They must have gotten a nice paycheck also because this is, this is you know, like a super episode. Uh, Yeah, I do like it. I I honestly, like, I felt it felt out of place, but, like, Less out of place in the first scene where Jess and Cece are jumping up and down, saying they got invited to a prince party, and you're like, what? This is like a New Girl episode? What's going on here? So to me, it didn't bother me. It was basically a Super Bowl commercial in the middle of the episode. (laughs) 100%, You know, like, you could have just taken that scene and dropped it between, you know, when the Broncos were embarrassing themselves on the, you know, in the Super Bowl, just dropped it on a random commercial break, and it would have worked. Because it was, what, uh, double the gas mileage, and you you can go double this far, and all that other stuff, and then, like, Nick randomly yells out cowabunga for whatever reason. Like, it would have been, it would have worked as a commercial. What I think works for me about it uh, more than most product placement is that they're like chastising coach for bringing it up. Like Mm -hmm. that Nick is like, this is so weird. You've been talking about this the whole ride. Like they're not like, oh, I agree. This is beautiful. You know, like Mm -hmm. they're making fun of him, which I think makes it uh, fun. Uh, Matt Stewart wants to, so the guys roll up to Prince's party and start cracking schemes to try to get in. I think I meant to say crafting schemes, but if you say anything with confidence, it kind of works. So Matt Stewart says, was the invite to the party really not including a plus one? Matt, my biggest issue is 
how did these four jabronis get into Prince's house? Like the most, forget that they met Prince, forget that they got invited, forget the product placement, forget the I love you storyline. The most unbelievable part of this episode is that four uninvited party crashers yeah. get into Prince's home or wherever bouncer. he is staying. One, yeah. one security guard at this party. I feel like there would be a whole agency. There. Yeah, it's, it's not like okay. Getting past the bouncer is one thing. The warm water thing is very stupid. The um uh, the Trojan <laughs> horse thing that um that that Nick pulls off by just hiding in the models is it's kind of funny. But I mean, the that's the that only Sh- possible one that would work. Right, but the fact that Schmidt climbs the bushes like and through like the uh, the hedges to get into Prince's house and it, uh, does it successfully. There has to be like a silent alarm oh, yeah. or something like uh, uh, like barbed wire. Like there's no way you could just climb ring, into Prince's maybe. backyard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pre-ring, but yeah, the, you you get the gist. But there's mm-hmm. no way you can climb into Prince's backyard. It's just no. not 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 possible. Unless this like isn't his house. Like unless he's just like renting well, a house because he's like not living in L.A. or something. Yeah, yeah, he's not. We we just ask this. I don't think he's an LA guy, so I mean, no. it's probably not his primary. Like home, celebrities but... do this, I think sometimes they'll just like come to LA if they're working for a few months and like rent some, mm-hmm. you know, zillionaire's house who's not living there. Well, how much yeah. frisbee do they usually play? I did love like Prince is terrible at frisbee. They're like ten of these. <laughs> right. I mean, he's good at basketball, good at ping pong, not so good at uh, at frisbee, and that's okay. I mean, who's really good at frisbee? Like, and why don't those people have lives? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Keeve, I feel like you probably played some frisbee in your life. Uh, no, not offense. competitively. Well, no one, no one said. You gotta run after the frisbee. It's not my favorite thing. It's a lot of work. Someone like throws frisbee over your head, and you're like going down the hill in camp, and it's like, all right, I'm not doing this. Again. <laughs> Too much all right, work. your favorite thing though is comparing celebrities. So Matt Stewart says, "Is Prince or Taylor Swift the most famous guest star at the time of guest starring?" I'm gonna say Taylor Swift. She's at her peak, really, when she guest stars versus Prince. Is is twenty fourteen Prince's peak? No, not really. The song no. that he's dropping, like if Taylor Swift dropped the song on New Girl, like it would be a much more famous song. So I I I think Taylor Swift won Prince too, but I'm open to. That's insane. You think at the time? I I don't think. No, no. Prince is a bigger get. Let me make it clear. Because Prince mm-hmm. is no, not even get. Prince's- no, but it's who's more famous. More people in the country know Taylor Swift than Prince. Um, I, there's a, it's like a bell curve, right? So, like, yeah, the older you get at this point in time, you probably are more likely to know Prince. Whereas the younger you get, you like, if you're like between kindergarten and fifth grade, you probably have no clue who Prince is. You might have some idea, but you probably have no clue. Whereas it's the opposite for Taylor Swift. Like, the younger you are, you there's almost a zero percent chance you have you you don't go a day without thinking or knowing like hearing about Taylor Swift. Whereas like the older you get, you could probably care less about her. Right. Even though it was eight years ago, everywhere. I think old people cared less. Like now she's been in the culture for so long. Right. That more people would know her than eight, eight mm. years ago. Yeah. There's probably, it just, it, the question is who is more popular with the new girl audience at that point. And I probably would say mm, it'd be tough. It'd be pretty tough. Cause the new girl audience is probably, 20 30 somethings creeping into the 40s um and so that group is more likely to know both of these uh artists you know right but this is also a a a post-super bowl uh post-super bowl audience that's like a little bit more uh generic and not not uh new girl fans but i i but prince is a bigger get because he does so little of this and certainly was doing so little of this 
uh, at this point in his career. Like it, it, like nobody would be like, oh my god, Ta- like Taylor Swift's on the episode. That's cool. Prince, that's like a news story that he's you know appearing on a sitcom. So it's different. Agreed. All right, I'll have I'll just let you guys have litigated that. <laughs> um, in the interest of time. Um, all right. Uh, one thing is interesting, and, and we can't ask Keith this question, but it's almost like this whole episode, if I could take myself out of knowing that Prince is on it, almost reads like an episode that could have happened where Prince doesn't actually appear in the episode. Mm-hmm. You know, like very sitcom to like talk about a celebrity and be like, oh, we're at a party at a celebrity's house, but you never actually see the celebrity. Well, can mm. I ask you a question? What happens if Prince pulls out, like, and it's too late, and they spent, like, a ton of money renting out this mansion for three days? Like, do they, A, scramble and try and find a new singer, or B, say it's Prince, but assuming they can, say it's Prince, but just never show him? What do you think that, what do you think plan B was here? They, Joey got asked this and said that they had no plan B, but obviously that's, like, after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people lie. I think you all you yes. do is you attribute everything that happens with Prince to Cece. So, like, they're still at the party, but Cece's a model, and so now she has these connections or whatever, and, like, oh, yeah, Prince let me into this room where he has all these outfits, and then Cece practices with Jess, because that's what Cece's for. She's, her, like, uh, her relationship guy. Like, Cece has done pretty poorly in her own relationships, uh, you know, in the past, but Jess has always turned to Cece as, like, the more uh, worldly one of the two. And so maybe they just, you know, just kind of phone it in and let Cece train Jess up and then go do the I love you, Nick Miller moment at the end. It's a cop-out, but it could happen. <laughs> you know, like, like, if you need something at the last second. Or maybe it was call Taylor Swift back. Um, meanwhile, sorry, I'm just... I'm so I'm so trying to be professional here because Chappelle's been more than generous at this time, but it's it's making no, me no. I'm, I'm sweating under the pressure. Don't fo- uh, don't don't focus on that. Come on, it'll be all right. I'll, let me push me back my, my on the show. Come on, no, right. no, no. So um, we already talked about the the pancakes thing. I guess the famous Prince thing you guys were talking about. Lance brought it up that Prince prepares pancakes for Jess. Pancakes are also part of the skit from the Chappelle Show with Charlie Murphy. Heard of it, Chappelle? Um, He apparently (laughs) loved pancakes and breakfast food more generally. What's the food equivalent for you that you really love? Mm, I'm I'm a pizza guy. Like I really like I go up for pizza. Um, So yeah, I don't. I'm I'm not a big breakfast person. Like I'll eat breakfast in the morning, but I I never crave breakfast at night. And Prince is known to have night pancakes, as we see in this and also in that Dave Chappelle skit. But you know, just. I, you know, I don't want to sound generic and be like, I like tacos, but but I do like tacos. I'm from Texas. That's what we do here. Um, yeah, but I don't have like a go to food that I would prepare for people if they just came over. Um, Allie, as the resident baker here, <laughs> is there like yeah. a like a pastry that you turn to? It's funny. Um, well, I love pancakes, and I am known to make pancakes <laughs> at all hours, so I share oh, that with okay. Prince. Um, but yeah, I, well, it's it's I'm funny. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. And I make these Guinness brownies that uh, slap, but hey. I've been told um, I can't bring any more desserts to certain people because they don't want to get fat. But mm. <laughs> I, I've been over, I've been baking a lot lately and dumping it on the same couple of people. And they're like, I'm done now. Not in a way that's <laughs> insulting to my skills, but I guess people don't want like 50 cookies dumped on them every like two weeks. Mm. Makes sense. Maybe I'll send you something, Chappelle. What do you think? Please, please and thank you. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Yeah. 
Uh, Kiwi. Uh, yeah, the Kiba, only what's food your I food ever choice? made for my wife, really, like on a consistent basis, was uh, she would like go study when she was in grad school. I, the only thing I could make was pancakes, so I made pancakes a lot. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, if 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 I was like Prince and someone was at my house, then I would be like, I have like every kind of cereal in the world. What kind of cereal do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, if I had to entertain people, I'd make enchiladas. I think that's my go-to. Oh. Like, you're at Chappelle's house. He needs to cook something be- to keep everybody from saying, I'm hungry a billion times, so I'll make enchiladas. Like a couple pans, and we'll move on from there. But uh, not pancakes. I don't know. It would never occur to me to make pancakes unless someone literally said, I would like pancakes. Would it occur to you to, to do like a fashion montage scene with someone where he's like dressing her? Uh, it was fun. Mm, a little confusing, yeah. but definitely fun. Yeah, Prince just happens to have all of these women's clothes in his uh in his uh, in his house, and I don't question that at all. And so, like, I guess it's the perfect time for him to say, "Well, Jess, do you want to change clothes, change the way you look, change the way you feel about yourself, so you'll feel better about saying I love you?" I, he puts her in something a little bit more courageous because she's basically a big chicken, and she's just <laughs> afraid to say it. Um, I don't know if I would do a fas- fashion montage at my house. I might let you try on some of my <laughs> shoes if I think you need to upgrade, but about, that's about it. Here's a perfect segue, Chappelle. Here's a question I have. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit of a loaded question. How realistic is it to you that Jess would struggle to say I love you to Nick? That doesn't feel realistic at all, actually. You know, like, I feel like Jess is the I love you type. You know, she's so, like, sunshine and rainbows all the time that you, you would think I love you would be something that would just be, come natural to her, especially with as much time as she spent around Nick. It's very clear that she loves him. At this point in the series, I don't think that there's any question about it. Like, even when they ask Nick, he's like, duh, of course I love her. It doesn't make any sense for me not to. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why she would struggle with this all of a sudden. Did you feel like this was uh, odd, Akiva, since this was your first time uh, dealing with the storyline? No, I think it's in Jess's character to sort of, like, fumble the ball here, not be able to say it. I think both of them, honestly. You could have flipped the storyline and Jess said it and then and Nick did finger guns and it would have been the same storyline, honestly. Probably. See, see, it's funny to me. uh, I sort of came out in between you, like where my first instinct was Chappelle's instinct, which is like, Jess is the I love you type. That's the whole essence of the Jess and Julia episode. Chappelle and I are Mm -hmm. a couple of Julias. Jess is a Jess. Jess is telling everyone how she feels all the time. Like she's totally comfortable in that. I thought it was unrealistic. But then I was like, you know, her last real relationship, right? She ends up with the fancy man because it's not real enough. It's not passionate enough. It's not like real love, right? The Genslinger thing is sort of a little bit of a disaster. We've yet to see her like truly in love. The Sam thing starts with like friends with benefits and it gets messy. Her last real relationship was a guy she was in love with for six years who cheated on her. So I feel like you kind of have to build that in. I wish almost there was like a one sentence conversation with her and Cece where she reminds the audience Ah, of that because it does kind of seem counter to her run of the mill personality. We forgot. It feels like it was 10 years ago. We've forgotten about it, but it's a great it's a great point. Right. It's like since when is Jess afraid of affection? But then if you think about it, like this level of affection is not something she's had to express so far, like thus far in the series um, since that failed relationship. So that's a good point. All right. Uh, really equally important question, if not more important. Um, Sarah says, how long could you last in lemon mouth? So I was watching them play the game and first I was highly annoyed. Like, please don't do this in public. Not at Prince's house, but <laughs> it's, I don't think this is my bag. I think I'm out. I don't, I don't think I play. I'm, I'm more of the like, Oh yo, no, I will watch y'all play this game, but I am not participating in lemon mouth at all. It's weird. Zero I thought you were fun, Chappelle. 
oh no i don't like games you've, <laughs> you've, you've played games with me before both of y'all have and i am very upset the entire time i do not want to play but uh i do it just because i don't like to be a a debbie downer in those situations uh kiwi you could probably yeah, do I'll, a lemon I for a while yeah, yeah I, I think, think I, you'd I, crush it this would be one of my the few skills i'd be good at this game I, too, would okay. be fine at this, although, and, and I'm happy to face off against you, Kiwi, maybe next week on the pod, uh, on, a, okay. on the honor system. But the enamel, man, it's the enamel concern for me. I'm old. Um, <laughs> I don't want to rub a lemon on my teeth. Ah, yes. That no, makes sense. It makes sense. If uh, Well, maybe if y'all are in the same place in May or something like that, and I happen to be there, lemon maybe. You... Chappelle, I, will I'll you play. even acknowledge me? You're not even going to acknowledge me there. I'm not going to try to, but if I do, like, we got to play Lemon Mouth. I'll remember this and I'll never talk to you again. All right. I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jess finally finds drunk Nick on the dance floor. Screams she loves him. Okay. Then she performs with Prince. Okay. Uh, Max Greenfield said in an interview once that he like really got lost in it and just like was dancing as himself. And he was like, you could tell. I can't tell. The difference between Schmidt dancing and Max Greenfield dancing appears to be nothing. <laughs> looked, looked about the same. Um, I did like how they wrapped up the episode where they were just sort of like, how do we even go back to work after this? Like, how did this happen? It's sort of the perfect acknowledgement. Someone wrote to us, and I wish I pulled it, but I agree, uh, that it's like the perfect acknowledgement of, of how weird and out of place the episode was. Yeah. That they're and all in this sort of dream state. again after this, right? So. Well, you tell me. Let's get to the guide. I'd say never. <laughs> All right. Uh, Will Prince show up again? I'm going to say no. <laughs> uh, Kelly wants to know how many more times we see the fire and ice routine, which we didn't even talk about. Oh, but that's warm water, I'll, baby. I will say multiple <laughs> times. Yeah, that, that works. What about Lemon Mouth? I don't think we're going to see Lemon Mouth again. More or less except, than True American. When you and I played. Uh, yeah. Less M than True American. Okay. Uh, let's say who won the episode. And we're going to get you out right on time, like a perfect flight here, uh, Chappelle. Uh, okay. Let's hear from our listeners first while you guys mull it over. We have a new listener, Lance. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time uh, writer. So thanks, Lance, for your questions and for your input. People should feel free to let us know who they think won the episode. It's exciting to have a lot more takes. Producer Kelly says, Schmidt. It's tempting to say Jess, since she gets the most time with Prince, sings the song with him, and she and Nick declare their love. But every line and look from Schmidt this episode hits it out of the park. He's funny, and he shows so much heart choosing his friends and Lemonmouth over supermodels. Matt Stewart says the MVP is Prince. He was so wise, helpful, and throws an amazing party. Lance says, I go with Jess. She gets to eat pancakes, wear Prince's clothes, sing with Prince, and moves her relationship forward with Nick. So, uh, CC close second, honorable mention for Lance. So what say you? Uh, let's go to Chappelle first. I really want to say, I really want to say Jess, but the next day when they're all trying to figure out how they move on with their life, CC is with Prince. Yep. Yep. CC wins. Yep. CC but you wins. think she didn't smash a homie? Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Not at that point. Like I said, if she it, like once you beat him at ping pong, if she had if she hadn't already done it. Yeah, I've said it a million times. Danger, she smashed the homie. It's, it's, it's a mantra. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's a lifestyle, me, really. It's a me, lifestyle. Me and, Ali, me and Ali live by this. Like <laughs> we have for years, and this is how our friendship started. But um, yeah, um, I think it's one of those things where if you can be there the next day. Like, that means you probably have Prince's phone number, or at least, mm -hmm. at the very least, he follows you on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I think CeCe wins. Yeah, I, I was going to go with CeCe. I do like Lance's thing. I think ultimately, long term, yes, CeCe has a story, but like, I feel like Prince has really had a big impact on Jess's life. Like, she had this spiritual uh, sort of like moment or moments with him 
and and then she leaves in a better place because like her relationship is now uh you know back on track so to me you, you know who knows what happened with cc it's uh, you know it's it, it, it's it's uh it's it's a debate that will rage forever but <laughs> Jess Jess's life is is irreparably or is is unquestionably better. So I, I say Jess, but Cece's a clear one B here. I think Cece's a fair choice. Honestly, yeah. this is the first episode where I think every single person leaves a winner. This episode, yep. they all went to Princess Party. Participation Winston, trophy episode. Winston and, and Coach, who had had sort of awkwardness during the birthday episode, are at their like height of their friendship. Schmidt and Cece sort of like are back flirting friends, whatever. They're on good terms. They all go to Princess Party. And then Nick, who's maybe the only loser halfway through the episode, ends up with a big win. But I have to give it to Jess for all the reasons that have been said. Uh, Chappelle... Hmm. I'd let you plug nothing but Netflix, but apparently I'm never going to be on. So maybe. Yeah. Have you not been on yet? No, no. Isn't that shocking? We've been in negotiations. As the the co-creator of the of the show, I would I would you know ask politely. I don't I don't need your. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now Akiva wants to use his male privilege to to uh, (laughs) to pave the way for uh, in Women's History Month. Well, I was going to say, can I come on again? I wasn't going to ask about Allie. Oh my God, Akiva! No, I'm joking. Just just for that, Allie, let's pencil you in for a week from a week from this week. So next next week, Allie, you can be on our guest on Nothing But Netflix. It has been written. Uh, So yeah, I wonder what we're going to discuss. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a good time regardless. Uh, but yes, if you are not familiar, I am covering uh, Netflix shows. This is the brainchild of our own Akiva Winokur himself. Uh, you know, and so on nothing but Netflix, Rob Sesternino and I are covering different Netflix shows every week. And this week we are talking about Bad Vegan with Mari Forth and Sarah Carradine, um, which is it's an insane true crime documentary from what I can tell. I believe the premise is that a woman was told that by a man that he could, uh, he could keep her dog alive forever. Like he could make her dog immortal. And then he proceeds to scam her or something like that. And so I don't know. It doesn't come out until like Thursday or Friday, but it should be a, a wild ride. And so check out nothing but Netflix to keep up with that. I'm on post show recaps talking about the walking dead and about to record that in about two minutes. And then I'm also on post show recaps talking about Bel Air with Puya. And I'm on post show recaps talking about Atlanta with Mari Forth, Latanya Starks and myself. And I think that's it. So follow me on Just Twitter that. at Chappelle's underscore show. Yeah. To keep up with the one or two things that I'm doing in my uh, spare time. Well, Chappelle, thank you for making the time for us. Uh, we, we don't deserve you. We appreciate you more than we say. Um, it, w- it won't be another 60 episodes before we have him back. It will be soon. Oh, yeah. Really? We'd okay, have you cool. back every time. Mm-hmm. Um, you could you could check out what Keeve's doing on Renap, uh, Robin mm-hmm. Akiva Nita podcast. You could check out my brother's fantastic. And I'm not mm-hmm. biased. I watched the whole thing. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah. If I do say so myself, you could check that out. DM me for the YouTube link or become a patron. <laughs> I'm being serious. Drop it on the main feed, cowards. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could check out what they're doing, 32 fans. March Madness is upon us. It's bracket season. Follow Keeve at Keeve26. Very 26. special bracket, hopefully, this week also. Um, and you can follow me at Lash Tweets. And I'm just here waiting for Keeve to be available to record NGOG while we wait for the challenge to start up again. Um, until then, Keeve, we'll be back next week, Season 3, Episode 15. It's called, ready for it, X's. X's. Ooh. Could it be the, the aforementioned Jess's X back in the picture? I'm going to say no. Well, I'm going to say... Coach's okay. X. <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> well, we see Coach's X next week. Uh, Chappelle, if, if you'd be so kind to uh, take us out.
yeah, thank y'all for listening and uh, check out all the things that I plugged. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> See y'all. I want to be ya. Ali and Akiva gonna talk a TV show and maybe Jenny Garner. So don't go any farther now. Akiva and Ali all the way to the finale. His face is his job. She's the captain of NGOG.